Welcome back to Brojo Online. Today we're going to be talking about what coaching is and why I think everybody should get a coach. I've had a few people lately tell me they don't even really know what coaching is, or they think they know, but they're resistant to giving it a go. And I wanted to give you as much as possible an unbiased perspective of what coaching is and why I'm so enthusiastic about it, and not just because I'm a coach. This will not be to sell my own services but actually to promote many other coaches that have helped me and to help you understand why it's so important. This is Brojo Online. Masculinity, confidence, and integrity. So the first time I ever got coaching was when I was working for Department of Corrections. Up until that point, I'd very much been an independent person. I did everything on my own. I made all my own decisions. I didn't really accept advice or support from anyone else. In fact, I felt like shame around doing that. I felt embarrassed to need anybody else's help. I was happy to help others, but I would feel ashamed to actually need somebody else. But I had gone as far as I could on my own, essentially. I'd gotten up to a point where I wanted to become a manager and get into management as a role, but I just couldn't seem to get through the gateway. I couldn't get a job interview, I couldn't get a promotion, and I couldn't see why this was happening. And then they introduced what was called professional development at my job, and I was essentially assigned a coach. And I went along because I had to, and I tried to keep an open mind, and I started talking to her about my struggles with this, And in an hour, she just blew my mind with these insights. She saw that I lacked political acumen. I didn't realize that there was a political game to be played if you wanted to get into a leadership position. And because I wasn't playing it, I had no chance. She also showed me that while I thought very highly of my leadership skills, I was actually very lacking compared to the people I was competing with for the role. They, for example, were good at delegating, whereas I did everything myself. And a manager should be good at delegating, not a lone hero fighting the battle on their own. In one hour, she answered questions that I'd been struggling with for six months. And I came to the realization that doing it on my own is stupid. Why had I wasted six months when a single conversation with somebody who has my best interests at heart and has experience and wisdom on the matter that I'm struggling with could help me see the direction I need to go instantly. An hour could have saved me six months worth of stress. Within a month of that conversation, I think it was, or maybe two months, I was in a manager position. I would have gone for years. I saw colleagues of mine who made the same mistake trying to do it all on their own, and they had been applying to be a manager for 10 years without getting the job. And then I came in, you know, 20 years younger than some of these people and got the role because of the coaching. And there was no doubt because of that coaching. Since then, I've worked with many professional supervisors in that job. I took as much support as I possibly can. I worked with top leaders, top psychologists, group facilitators, anybody who had a skill set that I wanted to learn and who had my best interests at heart and knew how to coach people. I tried to soak up as much of their support and wisdom as I could, and my career flourished. 
Near the end of that, I decided I wanted to go and branch out on my own, so I started working with a coach named Philippe Drollet, and Phil helped me start my own coaching business. I had been farting around with the idea of starting a coaching business for, I don't know, almost a year, I think, and then I hired him, and within three months, I had handed in my notice at work to start my own business. So my next coach was Jacob Sokol, and I was already a coach at this point, but I was really struggling to make ends meet. I was good at the coaching side of things, but really bad at the business side of things. I invested $3,000 working with him, and by the end of his coaching program, I had made $8,000, and I continued to build my business after that. So I'd been struggling without a coach, running the business on my own, making very little progress, and slowly getting myself into financial strife. And then working with him for three months took me to the next level. After that, I worked with uh, Jesse Krieger, who's also my book publisher. He did a kind of publishing coaching combo. And because of him, I have launched two best-selling books. I'm about to launch my third. And I was able to figure out how to turn a book into essentially a business card to bring in coaching clients. I didn't know how to do that before I worked with him. But also I got to work with him and his coach and they helped me overcome some huge mindset problems I had around finances and business. They helped me to let go of some major insecurities I have around money and to focus more on serving people, which really helped to build my business and to this day is a huge factor in why my business is successful. Then I had a, I had a single session with a guy named MJ Fitzsimmons. And in that single session, he absolutely destroyed all remaining insecurities I had about money. So in a single hour, I went from worried about money to basically never worrying about it again. I worked with a lady named Marissa Murgatroyd, and she showed me there was a very practical kind of mentorship program on how to run group coaching programs. And I went from somebody who just coaches one-to-one to somebody who coaches groups quite successfully. And that almost doubled my business. And I also recently had a session with uh, Rich Litvin, who I think is probably one of the best coaches in the entire world. And after a lifetime of spreading myself too thin and trying to do too many different things at once, within about half an hour of talking to him, I became crystal clear on my focus and have been focused ever since. I now just have a few things and I'm doing them well, going deep on them and no longer getting distracted. A lifetime that problem's been plaguing me. Single conversation with him, it's no longer a problem. That's the coaching I've experienced. I've spent over $100,000 on that coaching in total, I think. If you include also the masterminds and workshops I've done. Plus, this doesn't even mention all the coaching buddies I've had, other coaches that I've worked with side by side as friends and we support each other. Every second week I jump on a mastermind call with two other coaches and we hack each other to pieces to improve each other both personally and professionally. And I ended up coming to an equation. And the equation is this. What takes me seven years on my own takes about three months with a coach. I won't go into the details as to how I came up with that figure, but it's based on solving problems on my own compared to how long it took me to solve them once I worked with a coach. It's also based on comparisons of other people doing work that I'm doing, but they don't have a coach and I do, 
and how much quicker it is for me to do that work. I'll watch other coaches take two years to figure something out, and I figure it out in three weeks because I had a coaching session. So seven years on my own or three months with a coach. And ultimately, this is what coaching is all about. Coaching is an accelerant. It's taking what you could do on your own and injecting it with steroids so it happens quicker, more efficiently, and better probably than you could end up doing it on your own. The easiest way to think about it is like sporting athletes. If they have no coaching, they might be naturally gifted and naturally motivated and they'll go so far, but give them an excellent coach and they'll win a gold medal at the Olympics. That's the difference that coaching makes. So now let's talk about what coaching is. I think the simplest way to describe coaching is that it's a conversation that acts as a hacking code for your brain. Your brain is essentially a huge supercomputer. It runs on code, code that's driven by chemical reactions and electricity. And it can be programmed and reprogrammed by conversation. As you speak and listen, you change the pathways in your brain. What a good coach can do is create a conversation that enhances the performance of your brain. Essentially like a computer hacker getting in and making sure that your computer runs faster and more efficiently and has a bigger memory and all that kind of stuff. It can be done via conversation with a coach. Coaching is aimed at improving your performance in general. About overcoming the mental barriers and the fears that have held you back possibly your whole life. Building your self-confidence as well as your self-acceptance. Learning to love who you are but also improve on what you've been doing to make sure that your behavior is more helpful and productive. You'll learn how to be better at handling life's challenges, the kind of challenges that most people struggle with or think are are impossible. You can learn how to make them possible or even easy to manage, or at least deal with them when they're impossible in a way that's productive rather than pointless. You can develop specific skills and techniques and practical abilities with mentors. And in a general sense, you can learn to know who you are and what you really want, rather than wasting your time and pointless careers or relationships or dead-end social lives or mistreating your body, you can figure out what you really stand for, what it would mean for you to have a meaningful and purposeful and enjoyable life and how to make that happen, how to set and achieve goals that are rich and meaningful and make your life higher quality over time. And overall, just reduce your suffering. Every human suffers, but most people suffer much more than they need to be. And they suffer pointlessly. They suffer because their brain isn't functioning properly. And a coach can come in like a mechanic and tune that engine to make sure it functions at a very high performance level. Now often the closest thing people can relate to when it comes to coaching is therapy. And there's certainly an overlap between coaching and therapy. But I think there's a key difference. And particularly for people who haven't looked at coaching because they've had therapy and they didn't find it particularly helpful or they think coaching is more of the same. Therapy is generally about looking backwards, trying to heal the harm so that you can enjoy who you are now. It's a healing perspective. It's about talking things through, trying to understand them more, trying to come to peace and acceptance with them, and in the moment kind of managing your reaction to past trauma. So it's a looking backwards approach. 
coaching is about looking forwards. It's about saying, okay, you've got all these issues and you've got these strengths. So what are you going to do about it? What's the best way to move forward? What should your next action be? How are you going to take what you know about yourself and apply it practically to improve your life? Now, obviously, there are many therapists who will do this kind of work and there's many coaching sessions that will look into trauma and therapy as well. But ultimately, that's the kind of key difference. When you get a therapist, it's to solve issues that haunt you from your past. When you get a coach, it's to make sure that you enhance your performance in the future, starting with now. So if you've already got your main issues sorted and it's time to level up, coaching's the way forward. If you're severely held back by trauma and mental illness, then therapy is the way forward. What happens in a coaching session? Well, essentially, it's just a conversation, and we'll talk about it in a minute. It can be very different depending on the coach that you've got. But you can expect to get insightful questions, certain statements that challenge you or make you question yourself, stories that help you understand things or that prompt you to try new behaviors, practical exercises and homework activities to try new skills or to break out of your comfort zone or to experiment with a new direction in life, planned strategies and goals, giving your life a sense of direction and meaning by strategizing for the future and getting a sense of where you're going and how you're going to get there. Some coaches might even use games or silly exercises to help you break out of unhelpful mindset patterns or to take on a new philosophical perspective. And many coaches will apply insights and observations. They'll give you feedback and hold a mirror up to who you are so you can see it clearly and realize who you've been and what you've been doing and how that can improve or change in a way that will benefit you. It's a varied and often quite unpredictable conversation, but all of it's usually designed to make your brain function better for a higher quality of life. But it depends on the coach. There are lots of different coaching styles. Some might do an acceptance and commitment therapy style where there's lots of questions and reflections. You tell the coach something, they reflect back what they've heard, and then they ask you a question probing you to find the answer, the kind of client-centered approach where you are the one who provides the answer and the coach is the one who provides the questions that lead you to those answers. There's mentorship or teaching style of coaching where you're told what to do and how to do it and you ask questions. Maybe a dance coach, for example, or somebody teaching you dating skills They're very much delivering information to you and then helping you apply that information. A personal trainer at the gym would be a mentor or a teacher. And they're not going to ask you many questions, just enough to get a sense of what's right for you. There can be the sporting style coach that helps you with focus and discipline and motivation. If you're the kind of person who already knows what you're supposed to be doing and who you are and how to get what you want, this kind of coach makes sure that you stay on track Make sure that you don't sabotage yourself and that your mind is functioning at the highest performance level to do what you already know to do. There are coaches that are more freestyle, like myself. I basically just apply honesty to the conversation. I try to be very honest about my assumptions and my judgments. The stories that come up, the questions I have are just spontaneous and honest as we discuss things. 
And then, of course, there are contextual coaches, coaches that you go to for a very specific problem to be solved. A business mentor, for example, might help you start up your business and solve that problem with you. Or a dating coach might help you get more dates. So coaching is a range in style. The style from kind of questioning, eliciting, compassion, more on the therapy side of things, through to the other extreme of just hard out telling you what to do. And everything in between, and I think a great coach does all of it. He or she does the right thing at the right time to best help you perform. So sometimes they might be compassionate and asking you questions and eliciting the answers from you. Other times they might be telling you stories that help you see the truth. And other times they might be giving you tips and hints on how to do things. There's also variations in personality. You might get very compassionate spiritual coaches that are very focused on how you feel and your connection with others and with the world. Or you might get very hard-hitting coaches, the kind that call you out on your bullshit and push you to stop sabotaging yourself and call you out to do the things you know you need to be doing. That's kind of my style more than anything else. Then there's coaches that can be calm, there's coaches that can be aggressive, there's coaches that can be funny and playful, there's other coaches that are very serious, there are coaches who are introverted, coaches who are extroverted, there's huge variations in personality for coaching. What most of the good ones have in common is they have a genuine love and interest for their clients, they want the best for their clients, and they have a certain understanding of human psychology. They know how to ask questions and make statements in a way that make your brain function better. But there will be variations in skill, and usually this comes with a variation in price. There will be some who have been trained professionally in psychology, either psychologists or like myself, they've been trained through industries to specifically learn validated psychological techniques and concepts and theories. And there will be others who just kind of take life experience and a couple of short courses and just apply their own method, which by no means is less effective as long as it works. There are those who have real life experience. I, for example, have vast experience with social anxiety and nice guy syndrome. So when I work with nice guys and people pleasers, I'm actually coming from a place of knowing what it's like to be them. There are other coaches who might have no idea what it's like to be you, but are still very effective in helping you. They have a more detached approach. They're not going to share personal stories with you, but they have great general problem-solving skills. And of course, the variation in skill can come with ongoing development. Some coaches think they know it all and they don't work on themselves anymore. And other coaches, and in my opinion, the best coaches, are constantly looking to improve their coaching ability and their own personal development. I'd say in general, there are some things you need to be wary of, and one of those is a coach who doesn't actually work on him or herself. There are some other things to be wary of when it comes to looking at coaches, and this is going to be more opinion than anything else, so take it with a grain of salt. Certifications. Let me be very clear about this. There aren't really any valid coaching certifications, though there are plenty of organizations dishing them out. When someone comes to you and says, I'm a certified coach, all that means is some organization gave them a certificate. It does not guarantee any quality of skill or ability. I personally have a degree in psychology, but a degree in psychology doesn't make for a good coach. 
I don't have any certifications from any industry companies on coaching, and yet I get great results from my clients. The certificate tells you nothing, but it can often be misused as a marketing tool. When it comes to judging how effective a coach is, you've got to have a session with them. That's the only way you're going to know if they're right for you. Okay, so don't let certifications blind you to the truth. On that note, you've also got to be wary of marketing hype. There are certain coaches that make themselves look very good online and they make a big noise and they've got flashy videos and great websites. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're bad at coaching. They could also be great coaches. But you can do all that stuff while being an awful coach. There are some coaches out there that are much better at marketing than they are at coaching. And they actually deliver a very poor service. So bear in mind, some great coaches might not look so great online, or they might not have very sort of captivating marketing, but that's because they focus all their attention on being a great coach. You've also got to be wary of cookie-cutter coaches. And again, this is where certifications come in. There are some companies that just churn out coaches. Anybody who wants to be one can get accepted to train with the company and six months they're given a certificate no matter how good they are at coaching and they just follow a kind of template they'll ask you the same questions that they ask everybody else they use the same exercise and tools that they use on everybody else they'll challenge you in the same way that they challenge everybody else i remember hearing about one particular coach and every time a client didn't agree with her she said you're being resistant like that was just her weapon for attacking anybody who disagreed with her A great coach will adapt to each and every client. Every coaching session they have will be different to all the other coaching sessions they've had before in some significant way because you're a different person in a different situation. So if you ever feel like you're getting generic, kind of detached questions and statements and tools and exercises, if it feels like somebody's just applying a template to you, be wary because there are a lot of coaches unfortunately doing that. Beware of coaches that lack personal experience. Now, this is really an opinion, but I've worked with many people pleasers, and I can clearly see, you know, from their experience working with therapists and others, when they're working with someone who isn't one, they just don't understand what it's like. So they'll ask things of the clients or give them advice that just can't be applied, and they won't understand why it can't be. To be able to help a people pleaser, you have to know what it's like to be constantly anxious, constantly desperate to make everybody happy, unable to face confrontations and so on. You have to know what that feels like to be able to meet someone there and guide them through it. And for the same reason, I wouldn't advertise myself as an IT engineering career coach because I have no idea how to build a career in the IT engineering space. That's not my gig. I'd be making it up essentially. Now coaches aren't really there to give you advice and they don't need to be a master of the thing you're struggling with. They don't need to be even better at it than you are. There are plenty of rugby coaches that can't play rugby better than their players but they have played rugby before. They do know what it's like to pass a ball and to get tackled and that's the important thing. You need a coach who knows what it feels like to be you in your situation. Be wary of the money grubbers. Unfortunately, coaching is an industry that if you market it right, you can take a lot of money off people without them really knowing if they should have spent it. And on the less evil end of the spectrum, you just have some very needy coaches that are desperate for money and they won't say no to you even though they're not a good fit for you or if you're not right for coaching. 
be kind of wary of the ones who seem needy for money. It's kind of hard to spot, but if you feel high-pressure sales techniques being used on you or you feel obliged to sign up or they're using kind of tactics that make it feel urgent and like you're going to miss out, just be wary of that because they're probably more interested in your wallet than they are in your success. And this one specifically for people who want to be coaches, be wary of the coaching pyramid scheme. There are too many companies out there where coaches are coaching other coaches and nobody else. And I suspect a large number of them have never had any real clients. They just coach other coaches. Or should I say, they take money off other coaches to tell them how to run their businesses. Coaches are probably, unfortunately, the easiest mark. Many wannabe coaches are desperate to get their business off the ground and feel overwhelmed by the business side of things. And it's easy picking for vultures. So when you're going to start your own business as a coach, be very careful about actually choosing a coach to coach you. Make sure you find somebody who also has non-coach clients. They have clients who are in other fields doing other types of work because that will be a real coach rather than a pyramid scheme. And finally, be wary of a coach that feels good to work with but doesn't seem to lead to any results or change. There are some coaches that are masters of making you feel pumped when you talk to them or highly motivated for a couple of days but there's a short shelf life to the effects of their work they don't use techniques or conversation styles that actually create a long-term change they just know how to make you feel good about the coaching session itself so what should you look for well a good coach in my opinion first and foremost is honest you'll get a sense that they're not hiding anything that they're not manipulating you that there's no strategy. You should feel like you're talking to a real person who's genuinely curious about you and is speaking spontaneously, is focused on more on you than on your wallet, and really wants to help you personally and gets to know your story, and is open and honest about their own faults and failures. Don't get a coach who seems to be perfect and have no problems. A real coach will have their own problems and they'll actually use their discussion of that to help you. So look for someone who's vulnerable and transparent. Look for someone who's willing to lose you if it's not a good fit. Somebody who would rather that you go find a different coach who's better for you than take your money even if it's not right for you to work together. Like I keep saying, you're looking for signs that somebody's more interested in your success than they are in your money. It doesn't mean every coach who wants money is somehow evil. I'm quite happy to accept payments from people. But they should have a level of integrity where if they're not the right coach for you, um, they're happy to pass you on to somebody else. You look for a coach who will let you try it and see. Somebody who will have a session with you without charging you for it so that you can experience what the coaching is like. Not someone who will tell you what the coaching is like and sell it to you, but someone who will actually coach you so that you know exactly what you're signing up for. A good coach doesn't need to sell coaching. They just coach the shit out of you and you're so stoked with it that you want to sign up. That's what good coaches do. Now, if some do use some sort of sales techniques, and it doesn't mean that they're evil or anything, especially if they're relatively new to coaching. They will be uncomfortable with the business end of things and they might have a template or a script to help them through that discomfort. But ultimately, when it comes to choosing a coach, it should be based on the effect of their coaching and not their sales pitch. If you're looking for a great coach, look for somebody who really understands your struggle from their own personal experience. They've been you in the past, or they are you now, so to speak, and they know what it's like to 
to be you. If you have social anxiety, you want a coach who's at least had social anxiety in the past. You know, if you're struggling to start a business, you want a coach who's a successful entrepreneur. If you've always struggled to manage your weight, you want somebody who used to be fat and now they're in great shape and they maintain it. Not all coaches will meet this requirement, but the best ones probably will. The best ones for you will have walked in your shoes and they'll know why you struggle from a first-person perspective. And lastly, when you have that first session with them, you'll feel it. You'll know straight away afterwards, holy shit, that was a better conversation than I had with just about anyone before. That conversation was more valuable to me than every supportive conversation I've had with my friends or my parents or even my boss at work. That conversation moved me. I'm going to behave differently next week. I see the world differently in a better way now because of that single conversation. That's the kind of feeling you want to have. If you don't really have that kind of thrill and excitement and insight and hope for the future after that first session, then go find somebody else. But in order for them to be a good coach, you have to be a good client. There are some people out there who are, at least at this time, uncoachable. Okay, Even the best coach in the world won't be able to move you if you're uncoachable. So you've got to understand that if you want a coaching session to work well for you, you've got to come to that session prepared to be a good client. And what is a good client? Well, I have a few criteria for working with someone myself personally, and I've talked with many coaches over the years, and they have similar criteria. First, it's got to be open to changing your beliefs. If you're closed-minded, if you want to find someone who just agrees with you and uh, believes that you're a victim whose life is too hard and too difficult to change, then you're not ready for coaching. If you're not willing to let go of what you've believed in your entire life, if it's good for you to let go of it, then you're not ready for coaching. Okay, it doesn't mean that you have to let go of all your beliefs all the time, but be prepared. Open your mind to the fact that you might be wrong. You've got to be ready to try challenging, brave new actions. Ultimately, this is where the value of the coaching session happens. Change in behavior. If you are not willing to go and do things that are uncomfortable, if you're not willing to change your patterns and try things you've never tried before and possibly get bad reactions from other people and all the things that come from changing your behavior, then no coach can help you. You know, you can have a philosophical discussion that might affect the way you view the world, but if that doesn't change your behavior, then it won't change your life. Here's a big one. You need to be someone who's willing to invest in themselves. Financially, time-wise, energy-wise, you have to be prepared to put yourself first and your resources to go towards that. Not just because coaching is a big investment financially, but it's a mindset thing. You have to be willing to prioritize your development over the needs of other people. To understand that other people will benefit if you take care of yourself first. So that means if you're going to spend money, you spend it on things that make you a better person. If you're going to use your time, you use it on activities that develop you. And you're going to pour your energy into making sure that you get the most out of life. You've got to be someone who's honest. A coach can only work with what you give them. If you're dishonest with them, if you hide too much, then they're going to take the information you give them and work with that. And if that's not the right information, then they won't be able to help you in the right way. So be prepared to open up to a coach like you've never opened up to anyone before. And a great coach should make you feel safe to open up. Be prepared to tell them things that you can't even tell yourself. 
things you don't tell your parents, your friends, or even your partner. Be prepared to be cooperative. Even if you disagree with what's happening, be prepared to test it out, give it a try, see if you're wrong. You don't have to be a people pleaser and do everything the coach says, but you should be open to the idea that it's quite likely they know what you need better than you do right now. They can see it. It doesn't mean that they'll tell you what to do, but if they call out something that you're doing and say that they believe that it's bad for you to do that and you should try something else, be prepared to give that a go because there's a good chance that they're seeing the truth that you can't see. You can still be skeptical, and you should be. You don't just follow a coach just because they're a coach. Don't get into that sort of guru worship thing where just because someone calls themselves a coach, they know how you should live. But don't be resistant either. At least try it out and see. If it turns out they're wrong, then fine, go get a different coach. But be willing to allow them the chance to affect you and influence you. And make sure you're committed to self-development. Coaching is a pretty big investment. Like, if you're going to sign up to a coach for a long-term piece of work, it'll probably be the most significant thing you do that year. That's what somebody who prioritizes self-development does with their time and their money. If you think, oh, I could work on myself as kind of a side project, but I've got all this other stuff that's a priority, you're not right for coaching. Someone who's right for coaching is like, I've got to build myself today. This is the most important work that needs to be done. Even if I've got kids, even if I've got a busy job, me building me is what's best for everyone. So that's a bit about what happens with coaching. Now let's have a look at the main point of this conversation, really, which is why? Why bother getting a coach? Why why spend that kind of money and time and effort? I think I've already mentioned this on this session, but there's a simple truth. You will never see an athlete at the Olympics who doesn't have a coach. And there's a very good reason for that. Because without a coach, there is a limit to your potential. There's only so far that you can go on your own or with the support of people who aren't coaches. Phil helped me launch my business. Jacob helped me learn how to make money doing what I love. Jesse got me to publish my first and second book. Marissa showed me how to coach groups of people at the same time, which cut down the amount of hours I needed to spend. MJ destroyed my financial insecurities. Rich helped me set sights on bigger clients and get really focused. This is why I pay them money. My life is infinitely enhanced by the work they did with me. And I've seen the same as a coach. I had one guy come to me two years ago who was too scared to talk to women and stand up for himself. He recently got engaged and his new fiance believes that he's the man of her dreams. Now he did all the work, but I am very certain that without coaching this would not have happened. He would still be stuck in that lonely place. One woman I worked with when she came to me, she couldn't even stand up to her own boyfriend. Now, two years later, she's a coach that trains other people to be assertive. One guy I worked with for three months last year came to me and he couldn't tell somebody that he was attracted to them. He had to wait for people to come to him. He was a full-blown people pleaser. And now he can go boldly to a woman he's never met before and tell her that he's interested in her. Not only that, he can stand up for himself and confront people. Just the other day he told someone that he was bored with the conversation and he walked away. 
That's the kind of balls he's got now. Another guy, when he came to me, his romantic life was limited to hiring prostitutes. Within three years, he was married to the girl of his dreams. One of my earliest clients, when he came to me, he was suicidal, depressed, and never had a friend. One of the worst childhoods I'd ever heard of. Within three years, he was running his own business. He had a wonderful girlfriend, and he could create friends anytime he wanted. Best of all, he loved who he was. That's why people sign up for coaching. Because your life can go from miserable to awesome, or from okay to excellent. In a way that you just can't do on your own, or even if you could do it on your own, it's going to take a very long time, and there's going to be a heartbreaking trial and error process to figure it out. It's simply slower on your own. Everything I did before a coach took so much longer than with a coach. Because one of the main problems is you have limiting beliefs. You have views and perspectives and beliefs around the world that hold you back and they hold you back significantly they hold you back from forming great relationships they hold you back from creating a career that's awesome for you they hold you back from even respecting your own body they hold you back from finding your meaning and your purpose in life they can hold you back for years decades even a whole lifetime i've had clients come to me who have been people pleasing for 50 years they were unable to break out of it Six months later, they're assertive. 50 years without being assertive because they couldn't see their limiting beliefs. They couldn't see their blind spot. A coach is only looking for your blind spot. Coach isn't interested in what you already know. They're interested in what you don't know that you don't know. And they'll help you see it. They'll ask questions and they'll explore you in a way that nobody else has done before. And they'll help you find that hidden anchor in your mind that's been holding you back forever and making things difficult for you. Coaches are different from the people in your life who are already supportive for a key reason. You pay a coach to have your success as their agenda. A coach's number one priority is for you to have a better life. Pretty much everybody else in your life actually has a different number one priority. Your friends, your family, your boss, your work colleagues, they might give you the impression that they care most about your success, but That's usually second or third place behind some other intentions, like controlling you, like being a special person who got to help you, like being seen as smart and helpful, and so on. A good coach won't care how you see them or how other people in your life react to them. A good coach cares about one thing only, your success. This is why an excellent coach will actually refuse to work with you if you're a bad fit, because they know what's best for you is to work with somebody else. They're that committed to your success that they'll actually let you go so that you can achieve that success elsewhere. Who in your life would actually be willing to let you go to help you? Your parents, your friends, your boss? Probably not. A real coach, a great coach, will have only your success in mind. And that's something that you just can't get with anyone else. Key reason to hire a coach is simply you are not living up to your potential. Really, nobody is, but you're really not, and you have no idea how far behind it you are. Even the highest achievers, you know, there'd be so many times I've seen them, I'm a high achiever myself, and then I go to a coach and I'm like, oh my god, I was barely scratching the surface of what's possible. 
fact, I was trying too hard. And if I just changed the way I was doing things, oh my God, I can achieve so much more. That's happened to me so many times receiving coaching. And I've had that with people I've worked with as well. You know, someone comes to me and they're already doing pretty well in life, but they just don't realize how much more they've got in the tank. They just need to make some slight tweaks to their approach and to their mindset and perspective, and boom, suddenly they're one of the elite. They're one of the people doing better than most. You've also got to understand your suffering is not a life sentence. Maybe you've always been socially anxious, you've always been a people pleaser, you've always been prone to depression. You've always had bad relationship with your family. You've always been bad with money. You've always struggled with your weight. It can seem like this is how you're always going to be, but the simple fact is you just never got a good coach before. You might be able to permanently cure that suffering. You know, since I've got coaching, I have permanently cured my caring what other people think. I used to be totally owned by what other people think. Like That's all I worried about all the time. And now I really don't worry about it at all. I don't care if everyone hates me now. And that is because of the coaching I've received and the work that I did during that coaching. You've got to understand you have been trained and conditioned your whole life to be a certain way. Your parents tried to make you a certain way. Your teachers tried to make you a certain way. Your friends tried to make you a certain way. Your bosses tried to make you a certain way. The media and society are always constantly influencing you. And you've probably ended up being something that you're not. Okay, you've been something that everybody else wanted you to be. A coach wants you to be you, and they may be the only person you ever meet in your entire life who wants that for you. And they might be the only person who sees it in you and wants it more than anything else. Your parents want you to be a good kid that they can be proud of, or a kid that's easy to control. Your friends want you to be like them. Society wants you to be a good citizen. None of these people want you to be you, but a coach will. And a coach will show you how to find that. You're not using your strengths. You've been conditioned and programmed to fit in and function well to everybody else's standard. And you're probably, it's like the way I imagine it, sometimes I'll be working with someone who's clearly going to be a fantastic leader, and yet they spend their whole life following. I was like, dude, you've done enough following. It's time for you to fucking lead. What are you waiting for? But nobody else saw the leader in them. Everybody else just wanted them to be a good follower. And so everybody was missing out on a good leader. A coach will look for that, strengthen you, and help you become shameless about it, to bring it out and use it for the good of yourself and everybody else. You've also got to understand you're really invested in your identity, who you think you are. You're attached to it, committed to it. Scared to let it go, even if it's unhelpful. I was really attached to being a nice guy. I was really attached to being the guy who made people happy. I wasn't willing to let it go, and if nobody else had coached me, I'd still be that guy, and I'd be fucking miserable, as all my older people-pleasing clients are. But I had coaches come in and say, no, you're being too nice, or no, you're not standing up for yourself, or you should delegate that work. Or why aren't you setting boundaries? Or why don't you just tell her how you really feel? And they asked questions that nobody else was asking me. And I finally was able to let go of that identity and go from being a nice guy to just being me. With no label, no rules, just principles and values. 
that I'd had since childhood, but nobody had really encouraged me to live by. And you're surrounded by other people who are stuck as well. Most of your friends and your workmates probably also need coaching, but they're not getting it. So you're probably not surrounded by people who are working on themselves or encouraging you to be more authentic and confident or challenging you to get out of your comfort zone. You're probably surrounded by people who are trying to drag you down to their level. And if that's what you're surrounded by, then that's what you're going to be. We are all easily influenced by each other. A coach can help you break out of that influence. The main objection people have to coaching, at least the one they think is real, is the cost. They think it's too expensive. What I want you to do whenever you think that's the problem is ask yourself, if I wasn't going to get coaching, what would I spend that money on? Would it be a better use of money or worse? You will find nine times out of ten that you were going to misspend that money anyway. You were going to spend it on alcohol or drugs or binging on chocolate or buying clothes and shoes that you don't really need or going on expensive trips that aren't in any way developing you, just a good place to take photos and mindless online shopping and all this other stuff that doesn't benefit you in the long run. It gives you a little bit of joy in the moment and then it fades back to nothing. Whereas if you were to pour that money into your own head by hiring a coach, you would be a consistently more productive, more confident person forever. What's a better use of money than that? That's one of the things that makes it so easy for me to sign up for coaching is I know there is nothing better for me to spend my money on. Cars, clothing, houses, stereos, none of that stuff compares to coaching in terms of a payout, in terms of a return on investment. So, for those of you who have heard enough and you're willing to now go and explore coaching, let me give you a little bit of advice on how to go about it. And I promise you I'm not selling my own shit here. This is what you can apply to find a coach who isn't me. First and foremost, you've got to do trial sessions. There's no other way to really figure out if a coach or their style is good for you. You have to go and get coaching from them. Okay. And I think most of the great coaches will give you a free session if they aren't already super high profile and high demand. You could trial a few. But really, once you find one that's excellent for you, you don't need to look any further. But have a few trial sessions and see who was the best and how that affected you. In terms of choosing who to have these sessions with, look for reviews, ask to speak to their former clients, look for recommendations from your friends, ask other people who you know have received coaching if there's anyone they would recommend. Rather than looking for certificates and ads on Facebook and hypey marketing websites, look for people who have actually been coached to say, yeah, this person changed my life. A good coach, if you contact them, They'll actually be willing to put you in touch with certain former clients or current clients who are willing to talk to you privately about what it's like. I know I'm certainly willing to do that. A lot of coaches out there also have content. They have a YouTube channel, a blog, a podcast, and you can get a sense of what they're like before you even reach out to them. Watch some of their videos, read some of their posts, get a sense of their philosophy, their approach, their perspective, their attitude their life experience, and ask yourself, is this the kind of person who can probably help me? Do I like what I'm seeing and hearing? 
Ignore the page that all of us have on our website that tells you about why we're a great coach and actually go to our material and our content. What ideas do we have? You know, when you watch a video or read a blog post, do you actually have a clearer idea of what to do next or is it just meaningless noise? Get a sense of what you want is if you were to watch a video or read one of their posts or listen to a podcast and that's helpful, think, man, it'll be 10 times more helpful to get a coaching session with them. So if their content moves you, their coaching is probably going to blow you away. Now, after you've had the session with them, take some time out to review it. How did the session feel? What behavioral changes or result changes did you notice after the session? Has your confidence improved? Has your situation gotten better because of the guidance that you received? Given how much they charge, do you think it would be worth it for continuing sessions like that? What would the compound effect of having a session like that every week be for you? And so on, just kind of get a sense of what would it be like if I did invest in this long term and I had a repeat experience of this over time. The thing is, a single session is nowhere near as beneficial as compounded continuous sessions. As the coach gets to know you better and you start adding layers onto the work you've done, it gets even more effective over time. So essentially, the first session is like the worst one you're going to have. They're only going to get better from there. Make sure you do the homework if there is any. Make sure you follow through on the actions by the end of that session because the coaching effectiveness depends on your ability to take those actions. No one can do your push-ups for you. I think Jim Rohn said that. So go and do the homework because you might feel really good during the session, but it's the actions that actually matter. So go and do the actions before you decide how effective the coaching was. And if you come to the conclusion, oh my god, that was a good use of my time, like this would really benefit me for the future, then find a way to pay for it. Find the money, find the time. I've had clients borrow money to work with me. I've had clients do payment plans. I've had clients, (laughs) I've even had clients max out credit cards. I've had clients empty their life savings. When they really want it, they'll do what it takes. And I've done the same. I've borrowed money to get coaching before because it's worth the investment. Yes, you will be scared of doing it. The right feeling is to be excited and terrified at the same time. That means you're excited because the coach is great, you're terrified because you're investing in yourself. That's the right combination of feelings. If you're too excited and you want to sign up right there on that first call, it could just be sales techniques. And if you're just all terrified, maybe you're not ready for coaching or maybe they weren't a powerful enough coach. Let me know if you have any further questions about what coaching is or why it's important to get it. I hope I've answered as many as possible already. And if you want to know where to find coaches, I'm happy to put you in touch. Like I said, this wasn't to sell my services, though of course if you want to work with me, I'm always open to talking about that. But if you want, I can put you in touch with other coaches. Just tell me what you're looking for, and I know dozens of coaches and what kind of clients they suit, and I can put you in touch with the right person to get you started. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it prompts some of you to go and get coaching for the first time, because once you do, you'll just wonder why you never did before. Cheers.